This is the School of Woo Woo. Welcome, students. Students, seekers, and people looking to have a good time. Hell yeah. We'll be your guides on this metaphysical adventure. I'm Amber. I'm Leah. And class is now in session. Welcome back, students. Hi, class. This is your Friday fuckery for Capricorn episode. Usually my favorite episode of the week, but <laughs> damn, being in the hot seat, I feel like anything's going to happen now that Amber got roasted for not I know, roasting like, me. The hot seat, everyone was like, why did you barely ask Leah any questions? I know, and now I fear for like what comes next. Well, I told people provoked. to write me privately and give me questions, and they didn't. So I'm like, what do you want me to say? Like, you get, you offered nothing up. And let me remind all of you that Leah, the Scorpios episode was more like a therapy session for her. You keep saying that, although... Not just me. Like, five other people were like, so that was a therapy yeah, session. Yeah, and like 30 people reached out to tell us how helpful it was. So, again, I know, but- sorry for the people who've never had interactions <laughs> with Scorpios before. Count yourselves lucky. But are people really that upset at Capricorns? I mean, for the most part, that they're like, get to the good like you know roast her for all the things i'm like roast her for what (laughs) wishing i could wife her up like i don't know what you want me to roast her for like what happens when you're boring and appropriate folks i know i'm like so although i will say our very good friend kenny who i will now refer to as an adjunct professor yes adjunct professor uh, if you don't know what we're talking about go to our facebook check out (laughs) one of our latest posts um, did have plenty of things to roast me on, so... He did, but he was like, but they'd be awkward coming from you. So I'm like, so I guess <laughs> yes. you're a guest now? Like, I don't know. Uh, guest professor. Right, so people want to have a birthday roast of Leah. And I'm like, that's fine. We can do that. That's just not the Capricorn episode. It's true. It's true. I love a good roast. Don't we all? Yeah, I hope. I know. I'm like, oh, yeah, come on. Otherwise, it's like Elle King says on the cover that she does. Uh, Well, basically, it boils down to, please get the fuck out. If if you don't like a dirty song, get the fuck out, please. Yeah, get the fuck out, please. (laughs) If you you don't like to be roasted, get the fuck (laughs) out, please. please. Yeah. For real. So I guess I'll try to come up with things that um, I'm going to roast you about, Leah. Oh, well, I'm going to relax a lot then. Yeah, I'm like, I just have like the standard questions for you <laughs> that we usually ask our guests on Friday Fuckery, but if any more pop into my head, I'll be sure to ask them. All right. I feel like Aquarius is where I'm going to be my own therapy session. I don't, I don't think that you should be broadcasting that yet because we have not solidified our Aquarian guest yet. Well, then it's just going to be you having to answer my question. So. <laughs> you're like, you are within 36 hours of being an you Aquarius. Are. Yeah, you're answer a for it. Answer for them. <laughs> you made me answer for every Scorpio. Answer for the Aquarians. You did so well, too. Okay. I mean, obvi. It's me. <laughs> I did awesome. I hope all those Scorpios, like, appreciated how well I represented right? us. Right? Yeah. There's so many out there. They don't even know. They don't even know. Okay, so we don't usually launch our episodes on people's exact birthdays. It's true. But we've got two that are today. Yes. So, big shout out to one of my favorite cousins, Mm -hmm. Mr. Joe. I was about to say his last name, but probably shouldn't do that. He doesn't even know the (laughs) podcast exists. Right. We don't want to broadcast his name. Yeah, but if any of you have ever met Joe or seen pictures of Joe, you wish you had met Joe. (laughs) 
That man is good looking. He is very handsome and, and he very has funny. A charming personality. Yeah. And he's a very good singer. I appreciate that in a person. Yeah. He does play guitar, which I appreciate in every person. Right. So. Yes. He's so just happy birthday, lovely. Joe. Happy birthday, Joe. And then happy birthday, Thad. So random that two of our favorite people land on the same I day. Know, we do that. And we do that with our Leo dads. Oh, right. And then I have two uncles that are also born on that same day. And then we overlap again for our January 10th Capricorns. You know, at some point we're going to have to go get lotto tickets with these birthdays. We really, truly should. Oh, my yes. gosh. So that is my brother-in-law. Also very good looking. Yes. I'm sure other people have seen his picture <laughs> as well and been like, <laughs> I want to meet that man. Yes. So he's also funny and a hustler. So. Yes. Um, I pretty much refer to him as Big Daddy. Have for years. <laughs> he slaps my ass. It's a perfectly normal brother-in-law, totally sister-in-law, and appropriate relationship. Yeah. My no. My niece called me out one time. I was like, Yeah, because Amber keeps flirting with my dad, and I was like, Well, yeah. One, because he's a good-looking man, and I'm going to flirt with any good-looking man. It has no relevance to our relationship. Y'all, sometimes she wish she wouldn't. You wish she wouldn't. You're like, please, yeah, she's already doing it. I'm like, I also flirt with my own brother and my sisters and Leah, everyone. It doesn't mean I'm going to, like, act on any of these things. You want to keep those skills tight, though. Yeah, I practice. Yeah, I'm constantly practicing (laughs) my flirt game. So thank you, Thad, for giving me plenty of opportunity to... Or, excuse me. Thank you, Big Daddy, for giving me plenty of opportunity to practice that. (laughs) All right. So, got past those guys. And on to our post about Capricorns. Yeah, we put up somebody else's tweet. I know. I really, really hope, sincerely hope, that they got as much in the way of feedback from people (laughs) as we did when they posted it on Twitter. The post... Mm -hmm was Capricorns are boring and someone responded with, okay, well, you go provoke one and tell me how it goes. And that was enough to provoke Capricorns. All the Capricorns. Yes, they came for it. They did. And they want y'all to know that if you think they're boring, it's because they don't like you. Um, wrong. (laughs) But okay. I mean, that might be like in addition to. I think in some cases it's true. I can really go icy as fuck if I don't want to be involved with anyone's energy. There is a lot of truth to that. Exactly what you're saying, the iciness. Yeah. Because they go so damn cold. But sometimes they're just not that fun. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I'm like, no, sometimes (laughs) you guys are just boring. Like, I'm sorry. You're very serious people. Yep. Yeah, you don't like fuckery. You don't like to be foolish. You're not really into, like, childish games. I mean, having said that, don't go out trying to find yourself a Capricorn. Because they are, like, also one of the fuck boy and women. But I use that really as just, like, a non-gender term, really. Just, like, fuck fuck boys. Men, women, non-binary. Just all the people that are Capricorns. Fuck boy is (laughs) B-O-I. And so it's really a non-gender term. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, Just fuck boys in general if they haven't... uh, married you and even then uh you know you heard the last podcast yeah they they totally can yeah i mean devil card they're hedonists exactly the devil card you guys are you paying attention at all to what we're saying (laughs) the devil card is their ruler 
Um, yeah, and the temper that came out with our little post about the provoking, and they're like, oh, yeah, because Capricorns, you you know, one person was saying, I'm sorry for everyone who's seen my bad side, and other yeah. people were like, oh, yeah, the the calm, angry, like, furiousness of a Capricorn. Well, I was because like, yeah. it's like a mountain, and when a mountain explodes, it's a volcano. Right. And so that's very um, yeah. dangerous. It's a lot of energy yeah. that goes from... Yeah. Yes. So don't uh, poke and prod those Capricorns just to get that reaction. I hear all of the Aquarians out there starting to consider. (laughs) Right. They've been fucking with the wrong people. They're like, wait a second. I didn't even know that I could fuck this much with a I was fucking with all these water signs. Yeah. The earth sign. You really get that kinetic energy explosion when it all (laughs) explodes. Yeah. Sorry that that's a repeat of the same word, but. It's true. Yeah. The exploding explosion. It's true, because if you know those Virgos and those Taurins, that shit's explosive, too. Oh, yeah. Takes a lot to provoke. But Aquarians, because I know y'all are the ones that are going to go out and just start looking for caps to start a fight with. Yeah. It's their family, their money, and their career. That's Those are the hot spots if you really want to get a reaction. <laughs> I've given you the secret. Or just fuck with other things. <laughs> Those ones might be off limits. That might be too hot. Yeah, they're off limits to every other person who's got like any kind of. I don't know. I don't want to start roasting Aquarians already. So yeah, I know. I'll wait. There'll be plenty of time to roast Aquarians. <laughs> Will there? Will I have any time? Because I anticipate you just talking the entire episode. <laughs> you guys thought my Sag episode had rants, but now with Aquarians, I'm like. Fuck it. I, they're rapidly were losing my interest where I'm like, I don't even have the energy to complain about you. No, oh, yeah. Care. Which is the saddest thing in the world for an Aquarius. Right. I know. I'm like, yeah. you're trying to annoy me. I, I've stepped away at yep. this point. This so. is so Capricorn, though, too. Again, I say here we are talking about other signs because I think you brought them up. Probably you did. did. You derailed me. You said Aquarian. I was like, well, now I'm turned on like and a, also angry. Something glittery and shiny. I know. Okay, so we're going to get... Do we even need to go to commercial break or are we just going to go right into these questions? I think we can just slide right in. Is this going to be like our fastest episode ever? It might be. All right. But it depends on how boring your answers are. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's, I said it. No pressure. No pressure. Lots of pressure. Okay. <laughs> Leah, what is your favorite kink? Okay, so here's I something boring. Go ahead. My kink is so boring. It's voyeurism. And it turned, no. no really? No. no, no my, oh. <laughs> I was like, I, I got this one. Okay. Surprise my me. actual kink, what will actually, there's two kinks that I rate about the same. And I don't okay. think that you're going to rate them as kinks at all. So here oh, we go. Okay. All right. This is like our kink episode that's coming up where we ask people what their favorite kinks are. And, and everyone's like, I don't really have any. And they are giving answers mm-hmm. that aren't traditionally considered. That you wouldn't find in a dungeon. What I'm about to right. say to you, you wouldn't find right. in a dungeon. Right. And so I'm like, feel free if anyone wants to contribute. It's okay if you have answers that aren't like scary, wild answers. Because Leah's about to give some. Yeah. Go ahead, Leah. What's your favorite kink? So I, maybe this will be three kinks in one. Here we go. But you guys don't get excited because it's okay. going to be three, I one, up. straight boring. I perked up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what is it? Um, I love confidence. And so it's cool if you're like confident just in general. That's awesome. But where I really like to see the confidence expressed. <sighs> 
<laughs> yeah, bored. I know. It's like, You're like, folks, you don't want to know. Moving on to the squid. I was more excited about the voyeurism. Okay, go ahead. So tell me more about this confidence. I mean, I guess it's like four in one because okay. I like to watch this. Okay. So, <laughs> She's watching. I don't enjoy driving. Uh-huh. And I love really masculine energy, whether it's from like male, female, or if you don't want to pick a gender, that's cool too. Right. You're not as considered with the sexuality. You're exactly. considered with the, the actual the gender of the masculinity. Yes. That people the, the take masculine on. energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so I love super masculine energy and I love to watch a confident driver. It will get me going like no other, which is why, as you brought up in the Sagittarius episode, mm-hmm. I may or may not have given Roadhead in the past. Well I was going to ask you, this segues very nicely into a question that I have about your take on pocket pussies while um, in a car. I know. So I've pretty much ruined the surprise now if you ever date me and you have a cock. Um, because I do like to whip out a really good pocket pussy on like, you know, a few dates in. Just, yeah. you know, you hit the road for a road trip and pop that pussy right on. Pop that pussy. Um, and give uh, Roadhead at the same time. It's it's a treat for everyone. I'm distracted. Hopefully you're not I super know. distracted I, from driving. Well, I am confused over the person who's like, I don't like to drive. And you like get so nervous on the road. That's what you've needed this whole entire time. A cock. <laughs> You've needed a cock like a pacifier to suck on to soothe your frazzled nerves on the road. Apparently. um, But I do, you know, nobody likes to give head that much. Give me a break. (laughs) I just want to be on a six-hour road trip like in between your legs. I'm just saying I like really confident drivers. I think it's the sexiest thing in the world to watch someone navigate like New York traffic. That Mm -hmm. to me is... Uh, like even talking about it right now is making me real hot. New York traffic. Because it's like real intense, the right. New York traffic. She's, okay, Philadelphia okay. traffic. No, I was like, so now you're talking to Remar. <laughs> now you're trying to seduce him. <laughs> Our Scorpio. Remar's a good driver. Well, I don't know Remar either. Remar could be a horrible driver. Well, I'm just saying he's a Scorpio he living not in New confident. York. confident. <laughs> I, think... I don't know what how Remar is behind the wheel. He's confident. Wow. You say that with such confidence having never ridden with him. <laughs> We know him well enough to know. He's a Scorpio. I, I don't know him well okay. enough to know that. So, all right. So, give me these other hypothetical okay, or situations. Or L.A. <laughs> or even just Anchorage. I hate driving. I don't trust other drivers. So, I think that's ultimately so sexy. And then there's another kink that I have. Okay. I'm um, waiting for it. Oh, my gosh. I've loved this, like, explosion of female mechanics onto the scene. Yeah. Because that is ultimately very, very sexy to mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. So um, my other kink, maybe these are just fantasies. Maybe this is not the answer to the question at all. I've sat here for months making other people answer this and I'm just floundering over here. I also love the idea of a man or a woman yeah. being under a vehicle working on it and me servicing them as well. Okay. These do sound like fantasies. Okay. So maybe okay. you just like... You just have a, a very high fantasy life that you want to act out. Yeah, Pisces moon. That's what we do. Well, Pisces moon and isn't your Venus in Aquarius or something? Yeah. And your Mars is in Pisces. All of that's kind of fantasy yeah. driven. Oh, it's a disaster, but it's great for a lonely Saturday night. <laughs> right. okay. I'm not lonely. So you have a very active imagination <laughs> that you want to play out in yeah. numerous scenarios. So. Okay. My kink is what? Do we have a kink at the end of any of that? Fantasizing. <laughs> okay. It's probably true because no one's going to live up to this. <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> well, since I was expecting you to say voyeurism. Yes. 
So thank you for being um, like a galaxy, a galaxy, endlessly surprising. <laughs> and disappointing. There's always something new to discover with you. So happy to have done so. But can you talk on voyeurism? Because I feel like a lot of people haven't brought that up. Has anyone had that as their kink yet? What is it that you uh, enjoy that remember. about watching other people? Because even though you didn't list it as your kink, I do know it's something that you <laughs> Yeah, and, and really that enjoy. is ultimately a little bit of voyeurism. I like to watch someone drive. I like to watch the calmness that they have. And so part of it's that. Part of it is um, the enjoyment I get from watching people at play or in spaces where they feel comfortable or confident. Again, I love masculine energy. So there was a Dom... That I love to watch in the dungeon in particular. He was very, very confident with a lot of swagger. And that is a turn on. Yeah. Um, But I like it to be rooted in something. I don't like just bullshit swagger. Yeah. I can't with that. That's a whole lot of fuckery. I don't have time for it. I know. That draws me in like a moth to a flame. (laughs) (laughs) That is so incredibly irritating to me. Um, So for me, it's watching the energy unfold and the unexpectedness of it. Like, I know what I would do in that scenario if I were playing whatever role I'm watching someone play Mm -hmm. out, but I don't know what they're going to do. And so I love to be surprised. I love human nature. um, And I love just energy. So watching the energy exchange between two people Mm -hmm. is really, really hot. And I like power dynamics. I like, having said I like masculine energy implies that I like to fill the role of feminine energy. Mm -hmm. So I like to see it played out, which is weird now that I'm saying this out loud mm. that I don't love male on male action as much as you. Oh, I love it. You it's do so love it. Hot. But I like masculine energy probably because I want to provide the feminine counterpart to that. Mm. Having said that though, um I like to watch confident people play. I don't want to be voyeuring really awkward situations. You know, if you go to like a stand-up show and a comedian is mm. just bombing, that's like my worst fucking nightmare. <laughs> like, I don't want to be here. I want to be there to like hold you when you get off the stage. Right. And like clean off so the So it's tomatoes. not like you want to watch. Because I feel like an Aquarian would want to watch that kind of situation. Yeah. You I know. Aquarians just voyeur. like want to watch like every fucking thing. Correct. Um, especially if it's a shit show mess. <laughs> I like a shit show. But I don't like people to be humiliated. Okay. And so, particularly if I were in a dungeon setting, humiliation or degradation is very off-putting to me. Okay. So, if you were watching, and you're saying, um, like, a scene, or people play, or in these fantasies that you would, like, see being played out, are you fantasizing yourself in that position as the submissive, or as the more feminine energy person? I don't often imagine myself in that role in the moment. Mm -hmm. So I'm so consumed by what's their next move going to be that I'm not often putting myself in either position. Now, having just laid it all out there that I fantasize like crazy, I will go back and use that as like the basis of my own fantasies. Okay. Potentially. It depends how good it is. It's not like you just show up and do shit for me. I'm going to be that interested, y'all. <laughs> like, don't get it twisted. So now, segueing that story. Yes. Um. So do you watch me when I'm playing? And <laughs> am I super hot when I'm dominating other people? I love that this is where we find ourselves yeah. again. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're just asking questions. Um. I have never been turned on watching you play. You are mm. super masculine, though, when you like you have very feminine the way that you um, present yourself is very feminine, but your energy is very masculine. And actually, I find that a lot of my 
closest friends. I know you're watching me wipe sweat off my brow. It's not because I'm talking about you. <laughs> it's literally because I doubled down in, on the blanket for I was did. like, you know what would be more fun? More blankets. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the sound better be fucking amazing on this episode. Yeah. Okay. You can probably um, like hear the sweat dripping down my face. Yeah, no, I, I didn't assume that it was. <laughs> I didn't think you were sweating for me. And, you know, I'm just being facetious that I don't imagine anything that I'm doing with anyone else being even remotely interesting to you. Oh, no, it's still interesting, but it's, I think you really come into your power in those scenarios in dungeon life. Like you look kind of, last time I watched you, you looked like a sorceress. It was cool. Oh. Well, great. This has been a great interview for me. Thanks. See why she can't roast me y'all? I know. I was like, see how lovely she is? Do you see why I want to wipe her up? I wish I could afford a Capricorn. Right. <laughs> Capricorns are very expensive. You can't just like, you know, pick one up at a discount bin. You really got to go more to uh, high end. Yes. They're a little bit more high end. They're out of my price range. <laughs> But, uh, yes, I do appreciate them. So, oh, you were saying, though, that a lot of your friends are more masculine-natured mm-hmm. and more direct and, mm-hmm. like... A lot of my not, favorite people not. are. I, You know, the other thing, this is a weird thing to even, like, bring up, but I'm always super impressed by people who walk into a situation, like, let's say you go to someone's house for, like, a holiday. That shit stresses me out. Mm-hmm. But I'm always intrigued by people who show up and are like, let me do your dishes or let me help you cook or let me do this. And it's like, but you don't know how they're going to want that done. And then I realize maybe that's me placing that on mm-hmm. other people because I am very particular. Yeah. And so I find that, like, incredibly cool. <laughs> like, you're so confident that you just walk into someone's house. <laughs> Just be like, oh, I'll do this. <laughs> You're so confident. Okay, so uh, thank you for going more in depth on the voyeurism for just my curiosity. Yeah. And also the students' curiosity. I'm sure they were very curious. I'm sure some yeah. voyeurs, though, do what you're saying. So it would be interesting to talk to other voyeurs where they place themselves in one or both of the roles that they're watching. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just know that you don't really like pain. No. And you don't like humiliation and you don't like degradation. <laughs> And I sound like so much fun. No, so <laughs> I'm just saying in a lot of situations that you are talking, that you enjoyed watching mm-hmm. about that person that you do enjoy mm-hmm. um, watching in the dungeon life, that he was inflicting pain mm-hmm. often. And humiliation and degradation. Right. Actually. And so, right. And so I'm like, oh, you, I know you personally don't like those things. Mm-hmm. So I was just curious what it was that you were enjoying about watching him. But it um, was, he's so in control. That watching him, even in those scenarios where he's inflicting, like, incredible pain on people or... People who've requested it. Yeah, super... He's actually in really high demand. Yes. He's incredible to Mm -hmm. watch. He really is. And it's all, you know, he's very big on consent and having that conversation before you do any kind of placings. But um, what I loved about watching him is that, and it's why I fell in love with the kink community at all, was... He was a lot like one of the doms I've talked about in a previous episode where even at the height of his degradation or humiliation, he will stop to take in the scene and check the temperature of what's happening Mm -hmm. and make sure that the person who's participating is still enjoying it. And it's hot. Yeah. It's you have to be incredibly confident if you're going to be a safe dom. 
Mm-hmm. Otherwise, that's just like a scared reckless. dog who's going to attack eventually. Yeah. yeah. It's it's reckless to do to other people mm-hmm. and to yourself and mm-hmm. messing with people mm-hmm. potentially and actually hurting them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So communication and confidence are really important. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what squicks you? So, I've already said degradation and humiliation kind of squick me. Mm-hmm. And then I've said this before like a thousand times on this podcast. I'm a germaphobe. So, scat play in general. And here's the bummer of it all mm-hmm. is, as I've also said before, typically it's Sagittarians who are attracted to me and they fucking love ass play. They really do. And I just have no desire to play with scat at all. And so... It's not that Sag is all like poop, but no. they do like ass and thighs like any anal, play. anal play and yeah. the thing about it or is, a mars and sag or venus uh, and sag would also enjoy yes that. yeah um i find that kind of gross so with that some people consider urine to be scat and some people consider it not to be scat really yeah interesting i did not know that mm-hmm. okay. so uh, what is your take on that I don't care about urine one way or the other. Yeah. I feel like it's pretty, like, low-key. It's not... It's sterile. Yeah. You know, coming out Whereas for like the, you know... Shit is, like, is over e. 50% um, bacteria. Like, yeah. harmful bacteria. So, I just have no desire to get involved with that. So, all that to say again, though, like, you can do a lot of things. Like, colonics and enemas and things to prep for ass play. Mm-hmm. So, fine... Like, I will engage in that if I have a partner that I'm interested in, like, pursuing that with. Right. But that's not really. It's not my thing. biggest turn on. No. Yeah. I'm like, you want to go for a ride? You want to go for a drive? <laughs> Do you want to drive me around? <laughs> yes. That's what she wants. Yep. Okay. Um. So, Leah, how do you define sex? <laughs> you are an actual gun. <laughs> Yeah. Just curious. That was an ambush. I'm just curious. Well, through my best friend Amber <laughs> and um opening up to being a lot less hetero, mm. I now understand that sex is very expansive. Oh, okay. Okay. And that's why it's called oral sex. <laughs> Okay. So I suppose any kind of penetration or play with genitals. Mm, okay. And you know what I think is interesting about this? You guys don't know that this is like an ongoing discussion. You might have guessed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, let's, let's throw this in the mix. <laughs> it's not really a roast, but it's... Uh, <laughs> but let's continue our off-air off fights in person on air. That we have had this ongoing debate on, like, what is sex Mm -hmm. and what constitutes sex and when are you having sex? Because a lot of people only consider sex to be like heteronormative people, yeah, often consider, yeah, penetration with the cock into, yeah, yeah, or penetration into an ass, yeah, you know, to be sex and everything else isn't. Um, and so I have often had the argument that if you're touching each other's genitals, you're having sex with that person. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been my stand, like, I stand by this. She does. <laughs> she firmly stands rooted in that. I know, except when I was thinking about asking you this question, I uh-huh. was like, oh, I wonder how my own definition has shifted mm. because of BDSM and kink play. Mm-hmm. That 
I will touch someone's genitals if I'm doing something, for instance, putting clips or something on someone's balls or something. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't then say I had sex, sex with, with that them. person. Mm-hmm. But I was touching their genitals, potentially. Right. So it's like you would consider if um, somebody was being fingered that that was sex. Yeah. Yeah. I would consider that to be sex. So I do wonder where you're going to land on this. I don't know. Because if someone fingered me when I was tied up, potentially, if we had, like, discussed that and had that part of our conversation going into a scene, yeah, okay, maybe fingering I would consider to be sex. I just don't Fingering's think, 100% sex. I just don't think of a lot of BDSM stuff as It's just weird. Sex. So, in because we live in such a hetero world, mm-hmm. it's weird to say... Um, like, let's say somebody went out to a bar and got fingered. Mm-hmm. It's weird to walk out of that and say, like, I just got fucked by that person. Mm-hmm. So then you put these, like, qualifiers on it, like, I was finger fucked by that person. Mm-hmm. But in your world, like, that is the exact same thing to you as having... I don't know. I feel like if oh, someone's saying oh, you got oh, fucked... Oh, oh, okay. Well, I 50. just feel like fucked is a little bit more than fingering. And I mean that even as someone you're who so might be fucking a, lovely, actually. No, that I you're just consider it, having a shift in your very rigid thinking. No, I'm just wondering because, like, sex, I would still call it sex. I just think if you're like, oh, I want to get fucked, isn't yeah? Usually but if you like, were, if I was, was a, having sex with a woman, that might be what that means to me. Totally, totally true. I guess my in. My fingering in public has not been. You just haven't had a good fingering, is what I'm hearing. I'm uh, like, maybe you did not get finger fucked, right? In public, right? I've been fingered multiple <laughs> times in public, but I wouldn't be like, "Oh, I just got finger fucked." It would be like, and then I got fingered, and like it was lovely. I'm not complaining about any of the times it's actually, ever happened. Scratch everything else I said. My, like, kink is actually fingering. I think it's the hottest fucking thing ever. It's the porn I watch. Back to the episode with Moose. They wanted to know, like, what kind of porn I watch. That's the kind of porn I watch. I think that is the sexiest thing ever. So you're like, scratch all of it. (laughs) Well, finger me while you're driving. And then we really got something going on. That is fun. That's also lovely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can can get down with that. I just, oh, it's so hot. Okay. All right, so we've circled back. We're, we're just uncovering your little answers here. Yeah. Okay, I guess when I'm now saying the touching of genitals, but I wouldn't consider that, that I had fucked that person because I had inflicted pain on their but genitals. But you would consider if I came home and told you that story. That's the difference. That's Probably. the motherfucking difference. Yeah, exactly. Probably. Exactly. Like, you fucked that person, Leah. Yep, exactly. Right, because Leah's always like, I didn't have sex with anyone. And I'm like... Did you touch their genitals and did they touch yours? She's like, yes. I'm like, okay. Well, then, yes, you had sex with that person. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, then, maybe I just need to expand what I call play, like BDSM play, and just be like, I guess I'm having sex with that person. (laughs) It doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like the energy exchange of sex. Well, it's weird because if you went to, like, a physician for an STI check, they'd be like, and no. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, what I did was is yeah. I put clothespins all over this man's balls and then I hit them off. Yeah. So we were having sex and they'd be like, no, that's not the same thing. It does lower your chance of transmitting things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that why I like fingering so much? It's hard to say. 
Right. No, it's not because I'm sitting over here distracted as fuck right now. I'm like, oh, yeah. Wow. Fingering's so hot. Fingering is hot. Okay. Whew. So, Leah, on that note, yeah. now that you're all hot and bothered, <laughs> do yes. you have a secret that you want to share with us? Well, I am a woman of my word. Okay. <laughs> so, let me get my drink. Okay. <laughs> um, do I have popcorn? <laughs> Can we get pop? Can we break for popcorn? <laughs> popcorn break. Uh-huh. Um, there was an episode that we aired for about twelve hours that some of you may or may not heard. Mm-hmm. Apologies if you did not hear it. I'm fine that you did not hear it. Amber is irritated. If I'm you did so not hear irritated it. if you did not hear this episode because <laughs> we spent so much time editing it and arguing over it. And I listened to it again recently, and <laughs> it's like this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> this episode is gold. But that's okay, um, but it's no longer available. In that episode, mm-hmm. I promised to follow up regarding a question that was asked of me by that guest. Mm-hmm. And you said you would communicate via the podcast. podcast. Correct. And that person asked you some questions <clears throat> and um, then asked for the episode to be taken down. But the questions were still asked and you said you would answer during the Capricorn exactly. episode. Exactly. And as I said, I'm a woman of my word. Okay. I wonder if that person's listening right now. I Hi. doubt it. Things have shifted. I wonder if that person's girlfriend is listening right now. We really hope not. <laughs> well, I, I, she could be lovely. <laughs> I'm sure she is lovely. Right. I so have no she doubt can about listen. that. Yeah. Listen in on our podcast. Okay. <laughs> So, Could you stop? <laughs> like, just, this is, I feel like we've really picked right back up where we left off in that particular episode. <laughs> just brought something out of me. <laughs> the energy has shifted in this yeah. hot, steamy blanket for Yeah. Okay. Um. So I'm, my secret, and this is mostly to validate other people who have Pluto moon interaction in their synastry charts with someone, is that even though things may have shifted between this person and I, I do still have dreams about this person. Mm. Pluto moon energy is just that damn strong. It really frustratingly is. It really, really is. Uh-huh. And sometimes you'll get like a wave of energy and you're like... I know if I say this to someone else, I'm going to sound crazy, but I have like this feeling about this person right now that like maybe they're having this experience. Right. Or experiencing this emotion. You end up, yeah, totally connecting with that person in a very different way that's Mm -hmm. not what most people would consider even possible. Yes. Especially if you don't believe in any like sixth sense, if you don't believe in energy. Mm -hmm. Or you don't have a water moon. I think people with water moons experience Mm -hmm. it a lot more than probably the general population. It totally could be true. Yeah. But I I do feel for people who have Pluto aspects with someone, yeah. having some of those in my own life, mm-hmm. that they can be very overwhelming. Yeah. And in that consuming episode. Consuming sometimes. Consumed, totally. Mm-hmm. That in that episode, I repeatedly did say that the Pluto person generally has the power. Mm-hmm. You know, they're the Pluto sign. You with your sun or your moon um, are kind of like in a little bit weaker position with that Pluto energy kind of bearing down on you. as well, yeah. Yeah. So what I didn't say, and I think it's important to say, Mm -hmm. is that ultimately, just like in a dom-sub relationship, the sub has the power Mm -hmm. to walk away. Yep. And the same is true of the moon and the sun person. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, the Pluto person has the power as long as you continue to play with that person. Mm-hmm. And by play, I mean have them in your life at all. Mm-hmm. Because 
with the sun or the moon, those are both luminaries. And so you are bringing a light to their life. Mm -hmm. And you can choose to take that away. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately, it still rests with the moon or the sun person. Yeah. Or the Venus, whatever the person's Uh aspecting. But it's just really unsatisfying, though. So while what you're saying is 100% true, keeping that in mind that everybody has power in every situation, that is the power of the person who has the Pluto kind of penetrating their energy. Yeah. If you step away, Uh then, like, you've taken back your power. It's just really unsatisfying, though, because you aren't necessarily going to well you'll get your life back so that's satisfying (laughs) you get to have your life back other than you might still have dreams though like if it's if it's impacting your moon you might still have those waves of emotion that you are like whoa that person just popped into my mind that's not my energy oh yeah or you get it when that person's thinking about you yeah exactly and then you're like fuck I'm living my life and now you're in my head and I know that you want to talk to me and so then it's on the person who's not the Pluto to then yeah. decide how you're going how to... How you're going to move forward with that right. energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's not really fun. And this isn't the first time that I've had this experience with right. someone. So um, there other Pluto moon people that I have had experiences with, I also still dream of. Yeah. So... Right. The main one in my life, like, I've gone long times without not, with not talking to him. And then mm-hmm. it's like he'll just come up so often in my energy field that finally I'm like, okay, what? Mm -hmm. Like, what is it that you want to say? Mm -hmm. Get it off your chest because you are haunting my dreams. Exactly. And so that's some of the power that you can take back too is cutting cords. Mm -hmm. We are big on like cutting cords or handing cords back. I actually find that handing cords back to someone Mm -hmm. is a lot more productive than cutting cords. And this is energetic cords for those of you who don't know Mm -hmm. that you have energetic cords between you and another person that tie you to that person Mm -hmm. and that's with anyone not just with like Pluto energy anytime you're interacting with anyone you're having energetic cords that are being connected Mm -hmm. and sometimes even with material things you can have energetic cords totally so that's another thing just to be super cognizant of in your own life is do I want to be draining my energy out to that source yeah and so um, there's a lot of cord cutting meditations that you can find on things like Insight Timer or YouTube mm-hmm. or wherever you go for your meditations. But I do recommend um, kind of thinking about it as an outlet source and unplugging and then handing them back the cord rather than even bothering with the cutting. Mm-hmm. And that can be difficult too. There's times where I try to do those meditations in my past, I've tried to do them with people, and it's like, wow, that is like me just chucking cords at you. I guess I better, like, not do that. That's yeah. not appropriate. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult with that Pluto energy as well because you don't really want it to, you don't really want to be cutting it. I know. You know, it's... and that's the shit of it all. Yeah. If any of you out there have had Pluto connections. Right. You're like, this feels really good. I don't want to cut it off. I often say about Pluto, it feels as good as it does awful. Yeah. It's kind of equal. And sometimes for people who also, maybe this is more of like an earth and a water thing. If you're earth or water heavy, there is a, what's the way to describe this? There's kind of a, um, comfort in emotions that you're familiar with so even depression sometimes can be comforting because it's an Mm -hmm. old friend Mm -hmm. it's something you know really really well Mm -hmm. and so even if you're having a situation with someone where it's really fucking awful you don't want to cut that energy off you know how good it was right so 
energy. Energy. Right. And But that is making the conscious decision mm-hmm. of do I want to have this energy exchange with this person in this manner and do I want to continue? Yeah. yeah. And so that would be another way of taking back that power of mm-hmm. saying like if you are that luminary energy in that scenario, mm-hmm. there are still things you can do. And we've briefly touched on Ho'oponopono before as well. And that is another really great tool to use in these scenarios mm-hmm. for cutting energy. Was there anything else that you wanted to say on your secret or was that... I think that's the secret. The secret, I guess, first of all, is there's a random podcast floating around that <laughs> you might not know about. And that number two... Only some people listen to. <laughs> yeah. And number two, I do still occasionally have dreams about that person. All right. So this question, I'm kind of excited to hear your answer. Because you're going to roast me depending on what my answer is. Um, I just want to keep you honest. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I am honest. I value honesty. Yeah. So, Leah, do you have any enemies? I sure the fuck do. You sure the fuck I do. I think one of them might be listening to this podcast. I think probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I definitely have enemies. It's always shocking to me. I'm always surprised. I'm like, but wait a second. I work so hard to be appropriate. And I thought I was being kind a lot of the time. But, you know, everybody's an asshole to somebody. Oh, yes. That's kind of life. Me more than a couple somebodies. (laughs) Right. So I am totally cognizant that I have enemies as much as that breaks my heart to even think about or say. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I have Jupiter in my seventh house, which not only rules partnership and many other lovely things, but open enemies. It does. Jupiter's expansive. Yes. So, yeah. It can bring whoops. good luck or it can expand that energy. open enemies. Yeah. It I did we talk about it on this podcast before how your dad like came home so excited <laughs> to like tell yes. you how some woman had been like yeah, Leah's a bitch and she yes. like knew you in high school yes. or something. And the sad part is I really had to work to remember who that person was <laughs> to even like come up with who he was talking about. Right. <laughs> Yeah. You're like, no, nah, didn't affect your life. <laughs> no. Which I get. And no. later it gave me a chuckle. <laughs> so, so many chuckles. Yeah. The whole family's laughed about that story. Yeah. Bless her heart. <laughs> I know. Dad was like, this woman. <laughs> and then what did he do? He laughed. Yeah. <laughs> he laughed in response. Oh, the apple doesn't fall very far. It really doesn't. Um, The other thing with the enemies that I think you inspire in people, which oh, is no. weird. No, this just happened this week even. It's like people rely on you for some like emotional connection. Mm. And I think we're both guilty of not responding to texts. Like people will group text us and I'm like, well, I hope Leah will answer that person. And I just like move on with my life. I'm like, Leah will come up with some appropriate answer. And but people don't get mad at me in the same way that they get mad at you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's like people. I don't know if it's like your mothering energy toward them, but it happened multiple occasions recently. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the things Kenny wanted me to roast you about. <laughs> he was like, is this Leah's way of telling me that she hates me? And I was like, yes, actually, yes, this is her way. You know, I'll be honest. This does, this is a recurring theme in my life. And right now I can count about six people that I am guilty of doing this with. And yeah. it's really painful for both of us mm-hmm. or, or all of us all these people that it happens with right so if leah's doing it to you it's not personal it's she's done it to it's everyone personal else in that it's always 
the the person's problem. Like, it's not your problem. It's my problem. Mm -hmm. So I'm very heavy in water energy, and I get overwhelmed sometimes with that form of communication. I'm not really big on phone communication. It stresses me out. Mm -hmm. I don't like to talk on the phone because I'm, you know, a human. Um, I don't even really like to communicate via text. I feel like it's hard to convey tone or to feel sincere mm-hmm. or authentic via text and so i don't like right. somebody gives you like a way. big big message and then you're like oof yeah like that doesn't encompass what your real response is totally or i feel like i need to give something to that person in that moment and it can be really overwhelming and I feel like I'm just better one-on-one. I can give you, like, my complete attention, and we mm-hmm. can have, like, a very thorough conversation, and that's just really hard to do over the phone. And so, yeah, no, now, even as I'm sitting here, I'm like, six, I've got two more that I can add to that list. Yeah, Because people that I fucking love so much that live in different states that I don't have the opportunity to see, like Kenny, or one of my, like, old college, like, best friends. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's really painful to not communicate with them regularly and that's on me it's not on them yeah all right so So, blanket apology i'm very sorry you're just building enemies you're like i'm gonna create some out of like my most favorite people right truly those are the worst people to have as enemies (laughs) like real enemies then (laughs) ultimately right because they loved you so much i know and i love them so I'm like, I guess I just need to have, like, a standing date where I get together with all these people. Oh, my gosh. I just thought of another person. Like, <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> if you text Leah, you might not get a response. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so, for being my friend. Just know that going in. And she's not mad at you. I love you so much that it stresses me out sometimes that I won't have the response that you need in that moment. Yeah. Or that you're seeking in that moment. So maybe we should make like a support group for people who've been ignored by you. <laughs> oh no! And they can all—they're all gonna roast have very you. similar stories. Yes, and that's why it's good to know that they're not alone. Yeah, they can have one another. Yeah, and complain about you. Yep. Yeah. That's a much sadder category than the random woman from high school whom we don't really it's remember who told your dad that you were a bitch. Not funny at all like that one. <laughs> this is right? just heartbreaking. I'm an asshole. It, it really boils down to I'm an asshole and that's where I really drop the ball as a friend. Yeah, you are an asshole. <laughs> Thank you for giving me this opportunity to say that to you. Oh, I give you plenty of opportunity. You really got to live with me. That's what it turns out. If you want to talk to me, you hey, got to live with me. I talk to Leah all the time. <laughs> yep. Okay, so Leah, how do you think you are going to die, or how do you want to die? Well, you may have guessed, per my kink, that I don't enjoy traveling. Like, I enjoy the act of being in new places. Very exciting. Mm -hmm. I'm human, for God's Mm -hmm. sakes. That's thrilling. Mm -hmm. I don't enjoy car travel, and I really, really don't enjoy plane travel. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I just clearly have a phobia that I'm going to die in a car accident or a plane crash. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You really have had that for a long time. That plane crash that happened recently, I apologize, this won't be evergreen material if you're listening to this in like 2022, but there was a plane crash in Iran recently. 
um, a jetliner, like a Ukrainian jetliner. And that is ultimately probably one of my worst fears that you have this sense of relief that you're about to leave a zone that is very tense and Mm -hmm. you're about to like escape to a much more peaceful situation. And then no, boom, (laughs) you didn't. Well, Maybe your escape. well, yes, heaven is <laughs> right. perhaps more beautiful. Yes, your athlete. I really hope that's true. But I just they think wish that's, too hard. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere right. Beautiful. Oh, I do worry when I pray sometimes. You got to be careful because the universe is a trickster. (laughs) (laughs) When I say like to Archangel Michael, because I hate traveling. Thank you for guiding me like safely and peacefully to all of my destinations. I'm like, this this angel's going to take me right on home. (laughs) Like to the ultimate, like in the sky. In the sky. (laughs) I'm going to meet the Lord. (laughs) Yeah. You're on your way. Yeah. I'm like, that's my home. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think I'm going to die in a plane crash. Okay. Or a car crash. All right. One so of if you've things. ever ridden with me, it's not like a joke. I apologize that I made that car ride so fucking awful for you. Hashtag Mathia. Um, but. Hashtag me. <laughs> what? Mathia has to do it every one, every couple of years. I'm like anytime I want to leave Anchorage with Leah, it's like, okay. Not even just Anchorage, just the house. One, that. But two, it's like, you know, to leave Anchorage, you have to go on one of dangerous, one of two dangerous roads. Yeah, I mean the your kind of southern trapped. highway is actually one of the most dangerous highways in the world. Yeah, it is also one of the most stunning, stunningly highways. beautiful, uh, stunning, and it always looks different, and it always looks beautiful. Yeah, and no matter the weather, it could be storming, and it's gorgeous out, mm-hmm. and it could be bright sunny, and it's oh, and sunsets, and oh, all of it. It doesn't so matter pretty. what's happening with the weather. It's always pretty. It might kill you, but it's always yeah. pretty. It's very, maybe because it's so pretty is why it's so dangerous. That's yeah. not the reason. <laughs> That's like a very dangerous relationship <laughs> yes. ideal. Um, it is a very dangerous highway, statistically. Yeah. And then the other road going out of town is also wrought with accidents because people are reckless this is my point this is why i don't like driving because it's like a multi like what is it two lanes going opposite directions with a median in between it like there's plenty of space in between and still these buffoons fly across just expanses of land to do head-on collisions yeah that's unnecessary slow the fuck down yeah. Get off your fucking phone mm-hmm. and pay attention to the road conditions and the cars around you. Yeah. It's really disrespectful to everyone else on the road. Yeah. So trying to get Leah to leave on one of these <laughs> <laughs> roads or you have to put her on a plane, Ugh. which also is awful. And I don't know if I've ever told this story when Leah, you know, this is me being an asshole, but <laughs> whoa, shocker. Surprise. <laughs> Big, big, big turnaround. It's like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Right. (laughs) No one was expecting this turn. That when Leah was younger, she used to cry like starting a week out when she would have to get on planes. And so I'd be like, oh my gosh, babe, like what's wrong? What happened? Because Leah would just erupt into tears sometimes. And then she's like, I'm going to have to get on a plane. And I'm like, like in seven days? (laughs) That's what we're crying about right now. I had a horrible experience on a jetliner and it scarred me. Prior to that experience, I loved flying. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've aged, though, I do have enough like wherewithal to at least recognize that perhaps I don't like transition. And I think that's another earth sign trait. I don't enjoy transition. I enjoy being in new places. But the act of transition is very uncomfortable. So just driving mm-hmm. is transition. 
And remember, like, we're asking Leah these questions and Leah's talking about them. But other Capricorns in your life also, they just have a lot of anxiety. Yeah. And again, like I mentioned in the previous episode, they don't often come across like they're going to be the person that has the most anxiety. Because they are often in control. But it's like control... Mm-hmm. To try to manage all of this anxiety that they have. Mm-hmm. And that's why the older Capricorns get, I'm convinced of this. Because I'm still probably awful to fly with, let's be real. Amber, Amber has been stuck flying with me. But I'm so much better than I used to be. You mostly, are. Yeah, mostly because I'm 36. I'm going to be 37 in a few in a week. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be 37, y'all, in Happy a week. birthday. So if anybody wants to roast Leah for her birthday <laughs> episode, I mean, I guess that's what we're doing. Send me questions. Uh, it's done. Right? Send in an audio clip. Oh, I'll work it in. Oh, you and your <laughs> secret audio clip. We haven't had those in a while. We could be secret audio clipping all of January <laughs> with messages to Leah. Um, as I've aged, though, it's kind of like we're all going to die. So if this is where it That's always ends, my point. It ends. Yeah. yeah. Nobody gets out alive. There's a lot more freedom as I've aged in that. Hmm. Okay. All right. Um, I'm totally willing to talk more about sex if you want to take it back there. If there's anything else that you wanted to touch on that you don't feel like we discussed enough during this Capricorn Friday fuckery. I think we got it all. I think you guys know more about me than I've ever wanted anyone to know about me. That Mm. wasn't one of my, like, long-term partners. So, Mm -hmm. funsies. Yeah. Okay. Any more secrets that you would like to unveil in this Capricorn episode? I didn't want to unveil any secrets. (laughs) I mostly just did it out of respect because very few people give us secrets. Mm. And Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to at least show up with a secret. All right. Well, good job. Good on you. No. You participating. All right. Well, and with that, we will end this episode. Bye, class. Bye, students. Thank you for joining us for this episode, students. And for today's homework, I say write that person back or call that person back who's waiting (laughs) on your sweet words. It's excellent advice. I will try to do this. Okay. Is that going to be like the root chakra homework was for me? Like I say to do it and I've never yet done it. And are you going to do this? No, I'm going to go do it. I'm going to go do it with about 10 people. (laughs) And I'm excited to let them know that I love them and care about them. Okay. And we'll move forward. Okay. Don't write her back after she writes you. (laughs) Just let it die. Okay. Just let it be done. No, just make a plan to meet me so that we don't have to keep doing this on the phone. Okay. Fair enough. That's the deal. Pop on over to my house. Yes. Come have a joint. Have a drink. Come hang over. Come eat. (laughs) Um extra credit always the same mm-hmm. and we can see if you're doing it or not just so you are aware <laughs> right. because your professors are keeping track of your homework students <laughs> uh hop on over to apple Podcasts, rate review subscribe share the podcast with a friend that you think might enjoy this and then come join us on facebook and instagram and hang out we love to chat with you bye students bye class <laughs>